Psalm 65, verses 9 through 13. You take care of the land and water it. You make it very fertile. The rivers of God are full of water. Grain grows because you make it grow. You cause rain to fall on the plow fields. You soak them with water. You soften the ground with rain and then you bless it. You give the year a good harvest. You load the wagons with many crops. The desert is covered with grass. The hills are covered with happiness. The pastures are full of sheep. The valleys are covered with grain. Everything shouts and sings for joy. Matthew 13, 1-9 That someday Jesus went out of the house and sat by the lake. Large crowds gathered around him. So Jesus got into a boat and sat while the people stayed on the shore. When Jesus used stories to teach the many things, he said a farmer went to plant the seeds while he was planting some seeds fell by the road. The birds came and ate them all. That seeds. Some, some seeds. Some seeds fell on rocky ground where there wasn't enough dirt. The seeds grew very fast because the ground was not deep. But when the sun rose, the plants dried up because the, they did not have deep roots. Some other seeds fell among thorny weeds and weeds grew to cut and choked grew and choked it grew and choked the good plants some other seeds fell on the good ground there is grew and became green some plants made 100 times more ground other plants made 60 times more gram, and some made 30 times more gram. Let's those with ears use them and listen. So listen to the meaning of the story about the farmer. What is the seed that fell by the road? That seed is like the person who hears the teaching about the kingdom, but, but does not understand it. The evil one comes and takes away the things that were planted in that person's heart. And what is the seed that fell on rocky ground? That seed is like the person who hears the teaching and quickly accepts it with joy. But he does not let the teaching go deep into his life. He keeps it only a short time. When Torah prosecution comes because of the teaching he accepted, then he quickly gives up. And what is the seed that fell among the thorny weeds? 
that seed is like a person here's the teaching but less worries about his life and little money start that teaching from growing so the teaching does not produce fruit in that person's life but what is the seed that fell on the good ground that seed is like a person hears the teaching and understands it that person grows to produce his fruit sometimes 100 times more sometimes 60 times more and sometimes 30 more Oh, thank you to our Small Seeds and Sprouts and Confirmation students for leading us in our readings today. I just appreciate um, seeing your faces and hearing you read God's Word. Our Gospel reading today is one that I have sort of mixed feelings about, mainly because of two reasons. The first is that, as many of you know, I have always aspired to be a gardener. And it's only been in the last few months that I've managed to grow anything in my garden that has survived. And so parables about seeds and soil often leave me feeling a sort of grief for the very literal garden that could or would be. And the second is that in this parable, I have found myself, my own story in each of these soils, whether it be along the road or rocky or filled with thorns. And so it always troubles me a little bit when I hear myself so deeply in the gospel reading. I've been sort of in shock with my garden this year. I started on the patio of our old townhome before we moved, beginning with just some soil and some seeds. And then to my surprise, some of those seeds sprouted, some of those sprouts survived, and I have even been able to grow enough lettuce that I have eaten food that I grew, which if you know me, is literally a miracle. So throughout <laughs> this process, during this time of quarantine, I would often video chat with my friend who was also starting her own garden, and we would show each other videos of our plants, and one thing that became very clear very quickly is that we had a very different approach to our gardens. She cultivates and loves each plant, grieving so much when one of the seedlings doesn't make it. She tries to find all kinds of ways to support her little garden and revive plants if they begin to turn. And I, on the other hand, have a much more pragmatic tactic Years of attempting gardening and failing at it have made me less attached to my seedlings. And so for me, my garden is like a survival reality show. The strongest plants will make it, they'll survive my failures as a gardener, and those who don't will be replaced. As I imagine myself as the farmer in our parable today, I realized how annoyed I am with this farmer. This farmer who is working to produce good fruit from his yields, but seems careless in his seed throwing. Especially after planting my own seeds this year, you learn quickly that just throwing seeds around on top of dirt is not good gardening, it's not good farming. And so it makes me wonder, who this farmer is, tossing seeds about so willy-nilly that they're ending up by the road, on rocks, in thorns. 
And maybe that's also a big part of why I struggle with this reading a little bit, because the carelessness of the farmer isn't the fault of the soil or the seeds. And as a younger person in faith growing up, I found myself feeling guilty for being the wrong kind of soil. I was that by the road dirt that didn't fully understand what was being taught at church. I couldn't relate it to my own life in ways that connected me with my faith. In middle school, I had attended a church camp that looking back was questionable to say the least, but I left feeling very full of faith and excited about church and Jesus. But as time quickly passed, the rocky ground of danger and abuse and manipulation I experienced at that camp dried up my faith quickly in the sun. The thorns that choked out my faith often as a youth were ones where I lacked connection to my faith tradition. I found myself surrounded by people who seemed to be such good soil while I felt alone in my mental health and my relationships and my family. And honestly, maybe I could say now I'm decent soil. I mean, I'm a pastor. I'm leading worship in these difficult times with all of the random technological skills I've developed over the years. On the days where I learn from the moms of our small seeds kiddos how the lessons we've been sharing are taking root with them, I think maybe I am good soil. But I usually don't feel like it. I usually feel like maybe I'm one of those plants in my garden just surviving. Maybe during everything going on these last four months, someone in our Zoom time mentioned that this is the 17th week that we've been doing this. Maybe you've been feeling similarly. Maybe you've experienced all the kinds of soil a person can be, all the kinds of foundations, troubles, and struggles we might have in our faith. Maybe you're, like me, a little annoyed at this farmer carelessly letting seeds fall and appearing not to tend them. But I guess our understanding, our ability to like this parable, lands in who we think the farmer is. Oop, it looks like we need to mute somebody really quick. There we go. I think we got it. As I was saying, it has to do with who we think the farmer is, what we think the seed is, and who we are in this parable. And Jesus does a great job of sort of explaining this. He says the seed is the word, the teaching, and I guess we're the soil, but we're also the seed. It doesn't totally make a lot of sense in the way that he describes it. And all I can think is, well, but where's God in this? Is the farmer God? And if the farmer is God, then of course we should be frustrated and angry and hurt by the carelessness found here. If we're soil that is on the road or rocky or on thorns, then it becomes difficult to see or understand how we can change the way we are made. If we're the seeds being tossed willy-nilly, how do we have any control over what happens to us and our faith? But the more I thought about it and prayed over it, the more I think that God is not the farmer here. And I don't know for sure if we're just soil. And the more I think about it, the more I begin to wonder, what if it's not us that is the soil, that a vessel for cultivating, but rather our hearts are the soil, our faith is the soil? What if the farmer is just the world, our lives, our experiences, all the ways in which the circumstances around us have major effects on us, on our hearts, on our faith? All of the ways in which 
the world seems to throw around big events willy-nilly. This year, 2020, has seemed like one thing after another. And so what if, if the world is the farmer and our hearts are the soil, what if God is the seed? And we go to this when Jesus says it's the teaching. We know from the Gospel of John that the teaching is the word and that the word is Jesus. So what if Jesus and the entire Trinity, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit is the seed? A seed of love, a seed of hope, a seed of comfort, a seed of salvation. How quickly that changes my own experience of this reading because there are two beautiful things about God's love and hope and comfort and salvation being a seed. The first is that the farmer's seeming carelessness, the often spontaneous or unpredictable way our lives are affected by this world and by the society around us, means that the seed goes everywhere. The seed of love falls to the hearts of those who are still struggling to understand. The seed of hope falls for those hearts who are eager but struggle to connect. The seed of comfort falls for those hearts surrounded by worry and stress and suffering. The seed of God's salvation falls to all soils, all hearts, all peoples. And then the second beautiful thing about God's love and hope and comfort and salvation being a seed Seeds grow. Wherever they might find themselves, whether it be my broccoli Romanesco seeds that have grown into giant bushes that I don't know what to do with, or the cultivated tomato plants that I struggle to keep alive, or the weeds that just grow through the cracks in the pavement, seeds grow, love grows, hope grows comfort grows and we grow anew in God's salvation. In the saving grace brought to us through Jesus Christ on the cross for the new life, the new growth we are raised into with Christ's resurrection. And so during this strange and difficult time in our world, as the farmer seems to be throwing a new crisis at us each week, we can find strength and solace, hope, and comfort in knowing that God's seeds are ones that are planted in our hearts, that God makes us good soil, and God is busy gardening, tending each and every one of us so that we might share this love, this hope, this comfort, and this salvation, so that we too might be busy planting seeds. Thanks be to God. Amen.